This is Never Work A Day, the podcast about people who love what they do. Do you feel like you're in the wrong job but don't know what other options you have? Or are you taking your first steps in the world of work but don't know where to start? If so, this is the podcast for you. I'm Sarah Churchlow and each episode I'll interview someone about what they do and why they love it. So listen in, maybe your perfect career could be just an episode away. Jess and I am the co-founder of Nana Bowls um, and also a food photographer. Great so let's just quickly start with what is Nana Bowls? So Nana Bowls is a smoothie bowl company um, originally started in Thailand about two and a half years ago in Phuket um, and it's different we like to think it's different from all other smoothie bowls um, it's lower in sugar, higher in protein, it's got the health factor, um, it's thicker than the average smoothie bowl, um, and it looks great. And tastes great too, <laughs> tastes great, of course. Of course. <laughs> cool. All right, we'll go get a bit more into how you got into doing that and how you got into photography in a minute, but let's start to focus on why you're here, why you're talking to me, and why you love your jobs, both of them. So let's start with Nana Balls. Why do you love you know, running this business? Um, so the reason why we started it in the first place was because it was something that we wanted but couldn't find on the market. Um, so me and my partner, Phil, were both very health conscious, love food and love smoothie bowls. But it was something that we were getting frustrated with is that a lot of smoothie bowls are really high in sugar yeah, and often really watery as well, really quite liquidy. You end up having it and feeling quite bloated afterwards and you get that sugar spike but then the energy drops and mm-hmm. you just kind of feel awful from them. Yeah. But they look beautiful and they're very Instagrammable. <laughs> so we kind of thought like let's, wouldn't it be so cool to create a bowl that has the wow factor, looks really good but also has the nutritional component. Yeah. Um, and we got playing around in the kitchen and we kind of recipe tested a bit and created a recipe that we loved Um, and we kind of thought well if we wanted it maybe other people want it too so let's just put it out there and and see what happens yeah so you love it because you're basically selling something that you wanted in the first place (laughs) I guess that makes it easy to sell (laughs) (laughs) that's cool so and then what about the photography side what do you love about doing photography um I'm specialized in food photography um and I love food so it definitely <laughs> helps um I photography is quite a new thing for me and I'm also learning as I go um but I do just love I love capturing I don't know like the moment the colors the textures I love I love it all cool I just and then where do you where do you use your photography is it for social media or yeah what that kind of thing so mainly for social media um, I generally work for cafes and restaurants um, to help them with their social media. Yeah. So it's generally quite, I would say it's professional but also casual in a way. It's got like the people aspect, it's got the hands in there, it's got personality mm-hmm. rather than stock image kind of mm-hmm. food photos. And do you enjoy the process of doing a shoot? I love it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to get creative. 
um, to play around with things, to kind of like think outside the box as well, to do weird things with food as well. Because I think food photography can be quite boring, but you kind of have to make, you have to go the extra mile to make it a bit more creative and do random things. And that on social media is what is going to get people's attention as well. Yeah, cool. So I also understand that you not only do the photography, but you manage social media for some places yeah. as well. Is that right? Yeah. And so tell me exactly what you do for those clients and how you got into doing that. Um, so I actually started that um, when I first moved to Thailand um, and I was kind of running out of money <laughs> and needed to get some, some money in. So I thought, well, I love social media. I do it for myself. I do it for Nana Bonds, my company. Why don't I help other people do theirs? Um, and I had already established some connections with cafes through Nana Bowls um, and I found that a lot of their photos were quite poor quality and, and that the owners of these cafes were so busy running their cafe and doing a million things they didn't have time to sit on their phones and worry about social yeah. media and how yeah. good their online presence is they don't have time for that but it's so important it's now. so important so um, I approached them and offered to help them with that and um, it kind of just evolved from there basically. Yeah, cool. So you started both these businesses in Thailand, so yeah. both the freelancing photography yeah. type side and Nana Bowls. Yeah. What prompted the move to Thailand in the first place, may um, I ask? So that started a long time ago. Um, I had graduated from Nottingham University and what had you studied that sociology okay and I was kind of at a point where I, I I'm from London I didn't want to go back to London I was quite ready to explore and get out and do new things and through sociology I had basically developed a really interesting interest in nutrition and health and food nothing to do with my degree just it just kind of came about um, so one day I was just on my laptop googling health retreats because I thought that would be a good way for me to get get away and also learn as I go and, and not just bum around traveling all day. So I found this one retreat online called Phuket Cleanse um, and they offered to have me as an intern for three months. Um, and So were they advertising for an intern or no, did you just write to them I, and say, hey, I can I come? I wrote to about 10 different retreats, cool. mainly in, in Europe, like Spain and Italy, and there was just one in Thailand. But I always thought, I'm not going to go that far, like it's, it's too far for me to go, yeah. but I'll just email them anyway. I had the email ready. And they were the only ones that got back to me, and they said they had this three-month internship, so I was kind of like well, I've got nothing to lose. I might as well just go. Yeah. If I hate it, I can always come home. Yeah. I'd never gone that far away before by myself, so I was quite nervous. Yeah. But it was the best thing I ever did, and I loved it. It's definitely worth taking oh the leap. Goodness, 100%. And so the internship, were you, they let you stay there for free, or how yeah. did it work? So, um, so I wasn't paid, but I got free accommodation and, and food, which was amazing. Um, and my role was guest relations, so I was kind of the uh, liaison for all the client, clients, just making sure they're all okay, having a great time, doing their check-ins. Um, I ran a few cookery classes and, yeah, just cool. was kind of on hand, basically. And what did you see as that going on to 
after the three months did you think you'd end up going home after that um so I wanted to stay but I actually ended up getting a job back in London for Delicious Liella mm-hmm. um and Delicious Liella I I had been following her for a long long time yeah so Delicious for anyone that doesn't know Delicious Liella's um kind of a nutritional sort of famous it, not icon. just yeah, yeah icon I guess I was going to say on social media but it's really she's everywhere, everywhere now and she does cookbooks yeah. and probably has a Recipe. show by yeah, now yeah. I she's would've... got everything yeah. products cafes so how did you know her or how did you so I, I had just been following her just on Instagram um, and I saw that she posted saying she's hiring um, and I applied not thinking I would get it it was literally the dream job like she was a massive idol of mine um and I somehow got the job so I had I had to go home there was no way I was going to stay and, and what was the job um it was digital media manager okay um so I worked there for two years and over that time my job kind of evolved so when I first started there the company was quite small it was just three of us working from her apartment um and in a small business, you kind of end up doing loads of jobs. Yeah, absolutely. you don't have a massive team. <clears throat> so I was kind of recipe developer, social media manager, event manager. Wow. Loads of random Really things. varied. Yeah, but great because I got to try loads of things. Yeah. Um, and then the company obviously grew um, and we developed our events more and I became more, um, I went more into the event space which mm-hmm. was great um yeah I was, I was there for about two years so the company because now i understand it's a pretty pretty big Huge, company yeah. so it must have grown loads in yeah. the time that you were there yeah. massively wow so what prompted you to leave and where did you go um so during when was it i'd say just before i left deliciously ella i i had a trip booked to thailand just to visit some friends just a, a week's holiday um, and whilst I was there, me and, and now my partner Phil were, were talking and that's when we started recipe testing for smoothie bowls and coming up with them just because we wanted to. And when we realised actually like this could be something really great, um, that was kind of the point where I was like, okay, I'm ready to, to kind of go home, have my notice in, leave London and, and take this more seriously and go back out to Thailand and commit to it. Cool. So when yeah. you went to Thailand, did you have, were you going there just to do Nana Bowls or did you have a job there? No, just Nana Bowls. So wow. it, it was a huge risk because all we had done previously was try it in our kitchen, in Phil's kitchen. We hadn't approached any cafes about it, so there was no kind of certainty that it would at all work. The original plan was for us to open our own shop, um, but we didn't have the money for that. So we thought, why don't we just supply cafes instead um, and use it as a product to just launch into existing places. And that way we can kind of cover all of Phuket rather than just being in one spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what made you have the confidence to say, I think this is, even though you had no clients at that point, that you thought, do you know what, I think this is good enough and, and I can take the leap and give up my job and do this? I think I just, I just believed in it. And I also trusted Phil, my partner. I, I don't think I could have done it without him. He was a big safety net for me because he's been living in Phuket for a few years and um, 
knew the area, so it wasn't it wasn't completely foreign to me. Um, but I think I just believed in it, and I also kind of thought, what what's the worst that can happen? So it doesn't work, and I go home and find another job. Like yeah. I I knew I wasn't going to end up on the streets, starving and homeless. Yeah, and that was never going to be an option for me. So. I'm kind of just like, I might as well try. Yeah. If it works, great. If it doesn't, I've learned from it. Cool. Yeah. So when did the photography part come into it? Presumably you were doing the food photography for Nana Bowls. Exactly. Uh, had you done photography before that? Um, not properly. Like, I, I studied it at school for a year and actually dropped it after AS level because I hated it. <laughs> I know, so typical. Um, but yeah, I was doing all the photos for our social media for Nana Bowls um, and we were spending a lot of time on that because that was our only way of, of promoting and marketing the product. Um, so I just became really interested in it and then you know, when I would go out, I've got my own Instagram account that's quite food focused. So I love, I've always loved taking food photos. Um, but yeah, I decided to kind of make it a bit more professional. Um, so Nana Bowls was kind of what got you into yeah, the food photography. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's really good. And what I love about this story is I think it really reflects at the moment the trend towards people having more than one job this mm. whole you know you hear these buzzwords yeah. like gig economy and yeah. you know side hustles and it's becoming now the norm to not just work your nine to five Monday yeah. to Friday but maybe yeah. you're doing more than one job yeah. and they're both equally as yeah. important yeah which is cool yeah so I think it keeps things interesting as well and you're less likely to get bored yeah absolutely and so what about for you Nana Bowls and the photography side of things mm -hmm. do you think you're going to carry on doing both of them or do you think you're going to try and focus more on one um at the moment I'm actually focusing a bit more on photography um so since moving to Melbourne um I'm kind of using the photography as as more of a way to generate income and and kind of uh, you know support myself here yeah um, and Narnivals is still running in Phuket, um, and the plan is to to expand Narnivals, but at the moment I'm putting more energy into photography. Okay. Yeah. That's good. And then I guess that gets your uh, reputation out there. Yeah. So yeah. when you then, I guess, consider approaching people in Melbourne with Narnivals. Yeah, exactly. I think the two go hand in hand as yeah. well. Um, yeah, they're really complementary businesses. Yeah, because if I... Um, end up doing a photo shoot for a cafe and they don't have smoothie bowls on their menu you know it can, yeah. it can all complement each other yeah that's so great yeah cool yeah. all right so let's say there's someone listening to this who thinks wow this all sounds really cool what a great life she lived in thailand and melbourne and worked for deliciously ella and been a photographer <laughs> um and you wanted to give them some some tips or some advice let's let's take one at a time so if someone wants to get into food photography or social media management so that kind of yeah the sort of Instagram side of what you mm. do what tips or advice could you give to someone starting out um I think I think to experiment with it first of all so I think nowadays there's a, there's a lot of people doing it and there are big agencies doing it and there are also lots of bloggers doing it and you know you're up against a lot of people mm -hmm. um but I think it's really important to learn I think with social media especially 
um, the people that aren't in, in the industry, they kind of just think, oh, how can you charge that much? All you have to do is just post one photo and you get X amount, you know, like it, it's so easy, I can do it with my eyes closed. But there is so much behind it that people don't really know about. So I think it's important to dedicate some time to learning about it, learning about Instagram, strategies, tactics, yeah. all of that. I'm sure for anyone as well that has their own personal Instagram account, yeah, you know, and we don't all have hundreds of thousands no, of followers, no, and there's a reason for that. Exactly. It's, it's a tough world. It's tough to even get that. Um, and with photography, I think, again, like experiment, play around with it. If you love it, maybe sign up to a short course, invest in that camera, get a new lens things like that just baby steps you know you don't need to do like a three three year long degree to become a photographer anyone can kind of wing it yeah um, and as you've shown it can be something you perhaps start out doing as a side hustle exactly just because and it develops into something yeah cool yeah. and then nana bowls smoothie bowls or just starting your own business what about you know tips for someone who thinks yeah. oh do you know what i think i'd really I've got something that I really love and I think other people would love it as well. Yeah. I want to try and sell it. Um, I think the most important thing is to not overthink it. And I know it's easier said than done, but to just do it. Because there becomes a point where, you know, you obsess over the product, over the idea. You try and perfect it and perfect it and perfect it. And at the end of the day, it's never going to be perfect because it's always going to evolve and it's always going to change. And you can't wait till that moment where it's perfect until you launch it because that can hold you back two years. So I think if you have a rough idea and you have some sort of passion, then just launch it, get people's feedback and evolve as you go. But don't wait for that perfect moment because it's never going to come. Cool. I think that's great advice. Yeah, just go. Just do yeah, it. Just do it. Just like, jump in. If I look back up... Just where, go to Thailand. Yeah, where, where we started, Narnabas has changed 180 degrees. And, you know, if we'd waited until now, it would be two and a half years later. So you just And also, I think you learn from... You learn by doing. Exactly. If you would have waited two and a half years, you wouldn't be in the same position exactly. you're in now anyway. So, yeah, you learn from your mistakes exactly. and you learn... Yeah, just try it. Great. (laughs) I think that's a cool place to finish. Um, Thank you so much for talking to me today. It's been really interesting. And um, good luck with everything. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And if you love what you do and want to be on a future episode of Never Work A Day, then you can contact me on sarah at nwadtalks.com. That's Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at nwadtalks.com. You can also follow our Instagram account at nwadtalks. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.